Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to this week's Business Blondes. We're delighted to have you all with us. And we're also joined today by our very special guest, Helen Martin, who it will be my pleasure to properly introduce shortly. But before we start on that, we thought we would just do as we normally do and share a little bit about how our week's going. And obviously, for a lot of us, it's half term this week and the added joys of juggling family life and business. So, Sam, I know that is one of your challenges this week. How's it going? Absolutely. It's always a joy, isn't it? Juggling um, half term and business. Always a joy, she says, as she's smiling through those gritted teeth. I think, um, I think for me, it's just been a like lockdown because this was obviously our lives throughout lockdown well this was my life anyway working from home and having two boys at home with me so it's just been a very very big reminder of that this week and also to remind myself um just one hat at a time you can't juggle more than one hat at a time so just chill and just focus on one thing at a time I love it. Great tip. We can often get ourselves muddled, can't we? Trying to wear too many of them at the same time and exactly. end up wearing one of them well. Yeah. Um, fabulous. Caroline, how about you, my lovely? Um, I've had a good week, thank you. Um, I, I would say my what's come through for me this week, because I, I have a coaching club called the CC Club, was uh, perfectionism is very much a thing, you know, at the moment. And, you know, hands up who's the perfectionist in the room. A lot of people are. But, you know, progress beats perfectionism. So I, I set a challenge to all of my CC Club members to do a one-minute film for Facebook or for Insta or whatever to promote their businesses. And the one, the, the message was, why do you do what you do in one minute? And actually, when you talk from the heart, it doesn't really matter if your hair is just so or you set the background up just right. And I think passion beats perfectionism and progress beats perfectionism. So stop fussing with your hair, making sure you've got the right backdrop. Get out there, do your little mini broadcast. It's better than just hoping for the day when everything's just going to be just so because that day never comes. So that's my tip of the week. Progress beats perfectionism, and but passion beats everything, of course. <laughs> I love it. And you're tr true. Passion does beat everything, doesn't it? And we can get so caught up in waiting for the perfect time, for the perfect moment, for the perfect... Well, there is no perfect. <laughs> so we'll never <laughs> Just get passionate and get out there. Penny, my lovely, how about you? Um, well, I suppose it's building on a little bit from what um, uh, Sam was saying about, you know, sort of focus on one thing. I've had a lot of my clients, I've taken on quite a few clients recently who um, we've been helping with their brand and things and then and niching. And I'm what I'm seeing is, I, I don't know about you, but there's a lot of momentum building. I'm, there's a lot of people connecting, a lot of people asking for collaboration. There's a lot of people saying, well, you do a podcast. Well, look, there's a lot of communication going on and I think a lot of people are trying to do too many things and I think your analogy what you said Sam about you know careful what hat you're wearing I'm hearing a lot about overwhelm because people are just trying to grab every opportunity they can because there's a slight fear of I, I need to be known I need to get out there I need to um, take every opportunity but actually you've got to keep remembering what what is your business about and is this actually going to serve your business so I think um, that's the message that I've been getting this week. There's a, there's a lot of frantic behaviour going on. I'm looking at myself as well here. Um, you know, where, where you, a lot of us are people pleasers as well, aren't we? And you're trying to do so many things for so many people. And, so, and if you're well connected, 
a lot of stuff comes in. I think you've, it's about creating that filter on really want to help everyone, but, but how is that going to help my business as well? No, I love it. And, and so I think I think because we are all social animals and we need that social connection, the elongated periods of not being connected has left people feeling perhaps a little bit more um, lost, a, a little bit more lacking in certainty of where to go. And therefore, any opportunity becomes a good opportunity. But you're so right. Sometimes it's working out, actually, how is that going to serve you? And that's how's that going to serve your business and your clients and bringing it back to your why isn't it it does this align to my why and is it going to therefore create confusion if I do too much which can be a challenge can't it in the current climate and Pellin sorry to put you on the spot before we do a proper intro but how about you what's been coming through for you this week um in terms of um I, I would say everything has been quite balanced actually um in terms of business and personal life on the whole and kids being on half term at the moment and I think everybody's like sort of a little bit taking time off so it's a bit more balanced because of that yeah it's been good thank you oh I love it and balance is such an important one isn't it we can often get ourselves so hung up in everything that needs to get done that we forget that actually we perform best when we are in balance and when we take that little bit of time for ourselves. So I guess for me, my tip this week has been to just take some of that time and not feel guilty about it. And this morning was probably my my best example. We normally rush out of the house in a mad frantic hurry. And it was my little girl's um, Halloween party at nursery. And she really wanted a face painting. I'm the world's worst face painter I've established from this morning's efforts but actually she thought she looked absolutely amazing I'm just glad that it was Halloween and therefore it didn't matter how horrendous it was probably that was deemed to be best so uh, it possibly played to my favor but I do think my, my kind of top tip is take the time to give yourself some time for you on the things that bring you joy because you will be so much more productive when your time in your business but anyway, after we've done the tips, let's move on to introducing you properly. So Pellin has run um, the West London Property Network for many years. You founded Blue Crystal Property Management. You come from property development and investor background, but you've had a variety of a career. Uh, you also moved into international headhunting, but realised that, um, head, that, realized that property is really where your passion lies. And Whilst you are a tough negotiator, you are renowned for your traditional trademark warm approach, which is what really brings around the true professional and giving of your time, your energy and your knowledge, which you're doing today by being here with us, which we really appreciate. So based on everything that's going on right now in the property market, what are you seeing for where it is currently and for its future? Um, the... The changes in the market are, especially since the stamp duty holiday has been put on in place because of COVID-19, which is ending March next year. Um, there is literally, the market is almost becoming saturated with lack of property. Everybody is buying at the moment. And I think they are bringing in um, more, it's not confirmed, but um, options to actually buy with like 5% down as a deposit, mortgages, et cetera, which the banks are negotiating with the government at the moment. So there is a lot happening. And I hear that um, I was speaking to a solicitor yesterday and she was saying everything is going over the asking price. 
and people are finding it actually even if they had the budget to buy a certain property by the time they make an offer because now it's gone over the asking that they can't actually afford it anymore they don't they, it doesn't match their um criteria so it yeah. is very very busy especially i hear in the seaside towns yeah we have seen a few people i think possibly because of lockdown it gets people i'm guessing thinking about the environment within which they currently live and and saying if i got locked in again is this where i want to be do you do you see some of that coming through i think that's what's really happened um so everybody's like um i can't go to you know all these lovely countries greece etc um anymore for the time being and they've discovered the seaside towns of the uk so they are investing their money now even if it is going to be another year or two they may just be making the most of it that's one that's one reason secondly i found out that i've noticed that loads of people who are in a property without outside space they are desperate to move into some place with outside space we have found tenants are leaving london because they can work from home and they can be in Wales paying one third of the rent. So it's been a lot of shift, actually. I mean, I am surrounded by a few people who are leaving London, moving into countryside, because I think what happens is, as the businesses are shutting down or they had to find new premises, the changes are already happening and they've, they've, these changes are put upon them. They haven't chosen it. So it made them look at their life again and it's like how can i recreate this i don't have to be in london anymore i can i don't have to be in this town anymore i can be anywhere and because i need to recreate the whole thing anyway can i ask a question when this, yeah. this this tax holiday property tax holiday comes in march do you think it's going to change drastically like people suddenly stop wanting then will the rush will the rush end do we have to be more patient and maybe give it nine months or a year really I think the rush will end quite a bit. Um, uh, you, we will see a drastic drop in purchases uh, because I think there are a lot of first-time buyers at the moment who's making the most of that because they didn't have the stamp duty funds available, etc. Um, and I think if we don't have the vaccine and we are still possibly going into third lockdown or you know what, the situation is still keeping going in March, they may extend it to August, October. Um, I think that's a possibility. They want to keep the market moving a little bit. Mm -hmm. But I really feel like we talked about balance. There will be a time it's going to have to start balancing again. So I mm -hmm. really feel like there will be a little bit of a drop afterwards mm -hmm. once this is all over. So I don't think they can keep it going. They, this, is, um, this is actually not natural not naturally created yeah. yeah situation so yeah so can i ask you who's who's benefiting the most in this property climate i think i think it is um i think there are a few parties benefiting definitely first time buyers are benefiting they government actually wants to put in 5% deposit down scheme themselves and the banks are i think saying let's not do that that's what i've been hearing and see he, he, reading um so that is really that, that's very good for individuals who have the income to prove but they don't have the funds saved so this is like really good for them because they didn't have 
talking if you look back in all honesty about six seven eight years ago you you had to have 25 percent deposit down they didn't even allow 10 15 percent deposits down because of the last crash they really wanted really high deposits like 25 percent and it was quite high um so this is like quite comfortable for them mm -hmm. and um I mean, stamp duty, as far as I know, stamp duty doesn't apply to uh, second home buyers. It's only for the first. It has to be your main home, basically. So, and it has to be um, under 500K, so a certain level. So, it is anyone who's within that boundary, they are benefiting. Mm. And, and are property investors really making the most of this period? Because it sounded like what you were saying, it sounds like it's more of a seller's market, is it? It is more of a seller's market, yeah, it really is. Property developers, they may be making mm. most of it if they have properties to sell. Yeah, so, but not to buy. But not to buy. So I, it's not going to benefit them a great deal um, in that sense. But, mm. I mean, it is always benefiting property developers when the market is moving as this. Um, if they had, um, if they were holding on to a property they couldn't sell before, they can get the most money for it. So definitely sell a seller's market for sure. Yeah. But I feel like we have been waiting for it for a while. So how long, how long Penny, do you think it is that we are going to enjoy this seller's market? I think until um, the COVID-19 situation settles because obviously they are really, government is really concerned about where the economy is going. They want to keep it moving and people spending money and buying and just banks lending and they want to keep this, I, I call it excitement, financial excitement. Yeah, it is really exciting at the moment. People are just literally I am going through a mortgage application myself for a property that I have as an investment. And um, I've just got an email from my mortgage broker yesterday. He's saying, well, you know what? There's so many surveys like waiting to be carried out. We don't know when they will be able to carry out your survey. So, you know, it's been a while. It's been like mm. quite a while now, actually, um, that we have actually booked it in. Um, so it's backlog. Solicitors are very busy, surveyors are very busy. Mortgage, if you speak with mortgage brokers, they are literally, they don't actually care if you put it in with them or not to the, to the point that they're actually really busy. So it's really, it's, it's in a way it's very good because um, it's been quite, the market has was very stale for the last few years because of Brexit. Mm. So in a way, at least these people who are related and connected to property, they are generating money income for the people they are connected to so it's actually you know as much as we had the issues with tourism and hospitality market with COVID-19 at least some parts of the market is actually pumping the economy well, that's, that's got to be good news isn't it <laughs> it is it is I mean it is it is quite amazing I find it hard to believe in such a situation we are in that mortgage brokers actually don't even care if you put in the mortgage with them or not because they're busy anyway. So, um, I mean, you know, you wouldn't expect that to be the case at the moment, to be honest. That's a massive shift, isn't it? Because, you know, normally 
Um, having worked in financial services for a lot of years, normally that is definitely not the case. It is a, mm. almost a desperation of how do you how do you encourage the customer to come to you versus your competitor. So um, interesting that there's such a dynamic shift um, on that, which you've got to hope is a positive sign I, for the economy. I really and its hope recovery. that they're going to somehow sort of maintain it. It it will just yeah. like maintain at a healthy level rather just going straight straight down and are, are the um are, are lenders starting to get cautious with giving out mortgages yet worried about people furloughed and businesses struggling well they are asking the question as they have to do as they have to for fca regulations i believed are you concerned about covid19 are you affected by COVID-19? Are you expecting to be affected by COVID-19, et cetera, et cetera? I think this is like a something that you have to go yes and no. Mm. They, are, they are doing, they're carrying out their due diligence. But also, I have heard from a few people, actually, their property has been undervalued. So actually, I think when they go to a property, mm. they are looking at it. And I think they are really cautious because they're aware this is all unnaturally created, the situation. And prices are rising rapidly and um and they are like being very cautious lending at the full price yeah mm -hmm. makes a lot of sense so it's interesting you say prices are rising because we're, we're we've been watching in our area where we live and they they don't seem to be so it is like you were saying about certain areas of the country that are that are rising where people yeah. are wanting to go and live and yeah maybe it is a certain areas of the country yeah mm. i mean definitely is happening in the seaside towns i know people who mm. said they can't find one on the market because they're all sold so that is the case mm. and i suppose maybe some parts of london but i think quite a bit in london it is is quite buoyant yeah really everyone's saying yeah. that london's gone really quiet now and we don't have the international buyers that we used to have i mean around mayfair chelsea south kensington those are mostly international areas and we don't have the visitors and the tourists and the potential overseas buyers now yet you're saying london's still pretty buoyant um it it is it is maybe um when something like this happens sometimes it doesn't um affect the certain it, it it it's buoyant below a certain level so it may not be that properties are over two three million pounds are actually the ones having uh selling really fast it could be the 500 k's or 600 k's you know that that it 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 may be the reason and also um i mean it still hasn't changed the fact that for example Chinese investors, they especially buy a property, Asian investors, they specifically buy a property in London, in the UK, so they can actually have the immigration uh, status to be able to move here full time. So I know that this is still also happening at the moment. It is still yeah. happening. Wow. Yeah. So, um, Pellin, I was uh, in the mortgage industry when it all crashed in 2008. Um, Obviously, back then, it was very much a subprime world and people could borrow 110% of the property value, sometimes 120% of the property value. Do you think we will ever get back to that point where, you know, literally anybody could get a mortgage? 
I don't think so. I think it was a lesson learned at the time. So I think it was, it, it, I, I think I, I, I was an estate agent just after the crash and I know people and I met vendors who couldn't sell because their property, they bought it for 250 with 110% mortgage. And then their property was worth 220 or 200 and it never reached the 250 level for like five, six, seven years and they could not sell for the life of them. I think there were a lot of people in that boat at the time. Um, so I think that's the, it's a lesson learned. I don't think any government or the banks will put themselves into that position again because, and then government had to bail out the banks at the time so it is actually taking further responsibility so i can't see that happening even five percent is quite i think risky because like when we have a market drop it drops 20, 10 20 percent so if you already have five percent deposit down you're already in minus equity so it's quite mm. risky it's quite risky. Yeah, it's lovely, uh, lovely. Listen to Pellin. I'd love to understand about your business. You you run a network, then, do you? I do. I run West London Property Networking. Yes, it's on yeah. hold at the and moment. So, yeah, for the last couple of weeks, but yeah. Oh, and and what do you, what sort of people come to your 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 events? People who are serious about property. Uh, people mm. who are in property. So. Um, I bring property professionals together. They are, they are either uh, lawyers, uh, contractors, they are architects, interior designers, um, and it could be someone who's just interested in getting into investments. Um, and I find that, I mean, although I run it, um, I do find that I learn from it every single time because we have two speakers mm -hmm. every event. And they all they always cover a different area of the property market. It could be, you know, we had, once we had a lady who only bought entire blocks, block buildings, and then she would let them, and then she'd go and look for another block. And I, you know, it's everybody's like you learn something from every person, and they have a, mm. they all have a different angle as to how they are in property. Yeah, and you get many sort of uh, first-time property developers that are sort of taking a chance on something, coming to learn. Um, I think there are a lot of we we, we didn't have a lot of first-time learners actually. They are they were I would say mm. ten fifteen percent or twenty percent. Must be, yeah, yeah, but very it was powerful people, for them. Yeah, it it is actually, it is actually because mm. everybody kind of knows what they're doing in the meetings because we already have property professionals attending and it's quite interesting when you actually talk to an architect they start telling you they actually have a few properties let themselves and they're already investing a lot of people in property they're already in it in many different areas yeah very good sounds brilliant yeah it must be a great way as well to share knowledge because one of the, as you've just said, because one of the largest growth areas um, that we're seeing globally is the knowledge industry and that ability to be able to share what we've learned with other people to enable them to accelerate where they want to go. Is, is that something that you see resonating across property as an industry as well? Can you open up a little bit um, your question? Uh, yes. Yeah, so 
so I guess, you know, with everyone's got a different perspective or a different point of view or yeah. different experiences. And actually, when they're sharing that, it can encourage people to think in a different way, to um, collaborate more, um, to try new things, I guess, to enable them Absolutely. to... Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it, it does. As you are going into the meetings, you are actually starting to look property or that section of property in a very different way to give you, I'm giving you myself as, as an example. Quite a few years back, I went to a three-day seminar um, of um, Simon Zucci, who is a mastermind. So I spent three days there in his you know, in his conference uh, area with like 200 people. I met so many people in the room. And before I walked into, and I had been an estate agent for many years, so before I walked into this room, I was thinking, okay, well, I'm never going to invest out of London and I'm never going to invest in HMOs and people sharing, you know, it's a lot of hassle, etc. And I walked out three days later, I was like, I want to buy a HMO out of London. So it's quite... <laughs> It's quite interesting, actually. And I came out, I was like, oh, my God, I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to do this. So I think that people going into West London Property Networking, they came out and I've had a lot of people saying to me, it was a real eye opener, you know. I bet that's that's such an inspiring way, because actually sometimes you just need somebody else to get you to challenge your thinking, don't you, to enable you to try something you didn't think you were going to do before, um, yeah. which has been fascinating. We could literally chat to you all day, but I'm really conscious. This half hour goes so fast, doesn't it? Um, and we're kind of getting down to the last couple of minutes to be able to share our piece of advice or tip for the audience. So I wonder with everything that you've learned, Helen, is there anything that you would say to our audience watching if they're in property or if they're thinking about getting into property? Is there a tip you could give them of where to go to find more information? Um, where to go to find more information? I would say actually speak with as many people as you can because it's so diverse. So if you actually have access to a solicitor or an architect, etc., whatever your question is, ask as many questions as you can. I find that I have, I do that all the time. I don't assume that I know fully anything. I always go and ask a bit more uh, to whoever, whoever I can have access to. So that's that will be my advice. That's fantastic advice, uh, and resonates across any industry, doesn't it? Just keep asking, keep keep learning. Yeah. Um, thank you so so much, Caroline. How about you, my lovely? Have you got a tip for our lovely viewers? Yeah, I have. Um, a lot of people struggling with content at the moment because we're having to put, you know, put a lot of stuff out there. So keep it really simple. Don't overthink your content. K I double -S, S. Keep it simple, stupid. Um, you know, and I forget it myself. I keep thinking I need to reinvent the wheel. You don't. Just keep your content simple, relatable, so people can identify ways of using your services. I love it. Brilliant advice as always. And Penny, my lovely, how about you? Well, I think I've sort of implied that I've had a little bit of an overwhelm over the last couple of weeks. TJ, as you know, he does all our well-being and talks to me a lot. We, he take, he's taken me out into nature and he's been teaching me the importance of nature. So going, I would say, I know Caroline's brilliant at this, go out as much as you can into nature as if every day. He was telling me that 
these things, phytocenes, which actually is something that uh, sort of an enzyme that the trees give off, even just breathing it in. But he had me kissing and stroking trees this morning. Um, and so I haven't become a tree hugger, but I would say, you know, <laughs> make sure that at the moment it's all this Zoom time, all this time on computers, get out into nature as often as you can. I love it. Great advice. And Sam, my lovely, how about you? Well, I think I'm going to go back to the hats. So especially, you know, for this afternoon and tomorrow and maybe next week, depending on where you are in the country, you know, just have one hat at a time. Don't focus on one thing at a time. Don't try and be everything to everybody. I think mm -hmm. it was you said earlier, we are, I know us four are definitely people pleasers and I know I need to learn to say no more often. Um, so yeah, look after ourselves and make time for you mm -hmm. as well. I love it. Great, great advice. And I guess for me, it kind of resonates with an article I read from a friend of mine, which really hit home, which was we worry about content, but have we considered contentment? So what is it we're doing every day that adds some joy into our lives and brings us contentment to enable us to refill that jug so that we've got more to be able to share, um, which I think probably kind of resonates across, Penny, what you were saying about and giving back to nature and that as well. And, and Caroline, you about what we do with our content. So we're at the end before we say goodbye. If anybody would like to join us as a guest, please pop on over to www.businessblondes.tv where you can submit your form to apply to come and join us. We would love to have you along. And in the interim, have an amazing week. Thanks again to all my lovely co-hosts and the fabulous Pellin Martin. I'm sure you all agree it's been fascinating. And we will see you next time. Take care. Bye.